My dear brothers and sisters, it is well known, it is well established in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, that we need to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we need to seek His guidance. In fact, we spent an entire month in Ramadan worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeking closeness to Him, asking Him for His forgiveness, asking Him for His guidance. But many of us seem to think that this is something which only exists in Ramadan. This is something which is part and parcel of a believer's life. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks the believers a very simple and a very pertinent question. And even though the question appears very simple, the complexity of the answer itself depends on you. In the 74th verse of this particular surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks a rhetorical question. He says, أَفَلَا يَتُوبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ Will they not repent to Allah so that He may forgive them? When looking at this verse, it is as though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala awaits for us to perform tawbah. And what is the reason? So that He may forgive us. The reality of the situation, which many of us don't really realize, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to forgive His servants, provided they want it, provided they seek it out. In another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself says, Wallahu yuridu an yatuba alaykum. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants to forgive you. He wants that you turn to Him in repentance. In a hadith, in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, By Him in whose hand is my life, if you were not to commit sin, Allah would sweep you out of existence, and he would replace you by these people who would commit sin and seek forgiveness from Allah and he would have pardoned them. And this should come as no surprise at all whatsoever. Because no one is more merciful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So powerful is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. So great is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. So expansive is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy that it prevails over all, over any mistake, over anything that he may do, with the exception of one thing, shirk. With regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, Umar radiallahu an reports that a woman once lost her child in the lifetime of the Prophet and she frantically searched for him and when she finally found him 
she immediately took hold of him and immediately began to feed him. And in response to this, the Prophet asked his companions, عنهم, Do you think this woman would ever throw her child into the fire? And the companions, عنهم, they all answered no. The Prophet then remarked, Lallahu arham. Allah is more merciful. Allah is more merciful to his servant than this woman is to her own child. Likewise, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu he narrated that the Prophet said, Allah is more happy with the repentance of his slave than a man who stops in a desolate land with nothing but his riding animal. And this man goes to sleep. And when he wakes up, he realizes that his horse is gone. He searches for it all the way to his close to death. And then he says out of defeat, I'm going to go back to the same place where I lost my horse. And I'm going to die there. And when he returns back to that same spot, he is overcome by sleep. And when he wakes up, he finds his horse standing there right beside his head. And near his horse is his food, his drink, all of his belongings. Everything he needed in the first place. And regarding this man, the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah is more happy with the repentance of his believing slave than this man when he finds his mount and he finds his provisions. In this hadith in Bukhari and Muslim. Question. How many of us are able to recognize that Allah is pleased with us, or pleased in general, upon receiving our repentance? Since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rabbul Alameen, in reality, our repentance, our turning to Him, all of these things, it should mean absolutely nothing to him. But no, as the Prophet said, Allah is more happy with the repentance of his believing slave than such a man when he finds his mount and his provision. <coughs> no doubt, the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is great. So much so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله Don't despair of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إن الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا So much so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that He will forgive all sins. But how much greater is the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our eyes when we know when we understand that all evidence of our sins 
will be wiped from the records of the angels. The Prophet said, "At-ta'ib min al-dham kaman la dhamba lah." The one who repents from a sin, it is as though he had no sin to begin with. Nonetheless, even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us that He will forgive, that He will aid, that He will support, we find people doing the opposite. Not turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all. Ignoring this forgiveness in other words. And this falls in line exactly with what the Prophet himself said. The Prophet said, Kullu ummati yadakhuluna al-jannah illa man aba. Everyone from my ummah will enter paradise except for he who refuses. quite amazing when we consider the fact that the Prophet وسلم, as said by Aisha radiallahu anha was forgiven by his for his past and his future sins nonetheless he prayed more than everyone else he fasted more than everyone else he strived more than everyone else he made it still far more than everyone else. According to a hadith in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ, the most righteous of men, he used to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 100 times a day. 100 times a day. And if this is the messenger of Allah ﷺ, then what about us? What excuse do we have? Why are we not turning to him? Why are we not making istighfar? Why are not we not repenting at all? What is stopping us? What excuse do we have? Especially when the Prophet ﷺ said, according to the hadith, a hadith in the Sahihain, that Allah, Lord of the heavens, and the earth descends to the lowest heaven during the last third of the night. And he asks his angels, Man yad'uni Who will call upon me so that I may answer him? Man yas'aluni Who will ask me so that I will give him. Who will ask for my forgiveness? So that I may forgive him. In conclusion, I ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He continue to shower His mercy upon us, that He forgive us, that He guide us to ways that we may form this special connection with him 
that we may continue to make Tawbah, that we become people of Tawbah, people of Istiqamah. إن الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا الله سبحانه وتعالى says توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوح repent to Allah سبحانه وتعالى with a sincere repentance why What's the reason? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us the reason. عَسَى رَبُّكُمْ أَنْ يُكَفِّرَ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ So that by doing so, perhaps by doing so, Allah will wipe away your bad deeds. وَيُدْخِلَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ And that He will enter you into paradise. Wherein rivers flow the best of places, the best of abodes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised the ta'ib, the one who repents to him. Forgiveness, he has promised him paradise, all of these things. But for all of this to occur, tawbah must be acceptable in the first place. He must be, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stated himself, be sincere. And this is perhaps something we do not grasp. The brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam, they learnt this lesson the hard way. What did they say? They said to each other, تَكُونُوا مِنْ بَعَدِهِ قَوْمًا صَالِحِينَ after we commit all of these evil deeds, we shall become the best of people. We shall ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. But what they fail to realize is their sins have a lingering quality. Not only that, let us look at a better example. The example of our father Adam alayhi salam. According to a Hassan hadith, the age of Adam alayhi salam was 960 years. In his book, Al-Bidayat wa Nihaya, Ibn Kathir, rahmatullah alayhi, mentions a narration wherein it is said that our father Adam alayhi salam spent 100 years living happily in paradise. Another narration, 60 years. Regardless, after being cast out of paradise, he wept for what he had lost for 60 years. And for 70 years, he wept for his mistake. And among these narrations, it is mentioned that Adam, السلام, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what if I repented? What if I ask for forgiveness? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then told him 
that if he repented, he would get paradise. He could get back in. But this was not as simple as it sounded. Why? Because our father, being the first man, did not know how to repent in the first place. He did not know what to repent with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did what? He taught him the words. He taught him what to repent with. And these words of course were رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِن لَمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Our Master, our Lord, we have oppressed ourselves. And if you don't forgive us and have mercy upon us, we're going to be from the wrongdoers. We're going to be those people who continue to stumble and trip and fall and all of these things. Imagine the situation. Adam needs to repent, but he does not know how. He does not know what to say. But let's look at our own situation. There are some amongst us. They know exactly how to repent. They know exactly what words to use. But nonetheless, they don't. Why do we bring this up? Why do we mention this? The Prophet said, يَتُوبُ اللَّهُ عَلَى مَنْ Allah will grant repentance to the one who seeks it out. This is the reality. Repentance is only granted to those who actively seek it out. It's not going to come to you on a silver platter. Strangely enough, oddly enough, many of us perhaps do not even realize the value of Toba itself. One of the Tabi'een, Bakr ibn Abdullah al-Muzani, a narrator that Imam Bukhari considered trustworthy, he narrated a story from the Israeliyat. And in regards to these stories, the Prophet said, do not believe them and do not deny them altogether. They are just bits of information. Among these stories is the following. He said that there was once a butcher and he became infatuated with his neighbor's daughter. And through certain improper glances, through certain words, he was sure that this girl felt the same way about him. And one day, the girl's parents sent her on an errand. And in order to do that, she had to go to the neighboring town. And seeing that she was alone, the butcher shadowed her, followed her, until finally he made his presence known to her. 
and when the time to make his move came for him to do something, for him to be slightly more intimate, rather than accepting his advances, she shouted at him. She said, don't do this. I love you more than you love me, but I fear Allah. The butcher felt insulted. And so he says, are you saying that you fear Allah and I don't fear Allah? And he walks away angrily. Soon thereafter, he repents for his actions. And on the way back home to his own town, he becomes thirsty. And whilst he is in this condition, it is narrated in this narration that one of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala notices him. And this prophet asks him, what happened to you? The butcher explains that he was suffering from extreme thirst. And as this prophet did not have any water either, the prophet suggests that they make dua. And the butcher says, I don't have any good deeds. And the prophet says, fine. I'll make the dua. You just say, ameen. And as he begins to make dua for rain, a cloud suddenly appears. Rain falls from it. And wherever the butcher walked, the cloud followed him. And this prophet says to this butcher, you claim that you have no good deeds. But it is I who made the dua whilst you just said ameen. The cloud shaded the city and it followed you. What's your story? Why are you here? What's your business? The butcher then told him what happened with the neighbor's daughter. And this prophet replied by saying, one who repents to Allah has a ranking that no other person can achieve. Even if this story is not true, we can still take a lesson from it. Nonetheless, greater than this is a hadith Qudsi. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this narration, he who draws close to me by one span, narration in Bukhari Muslim, he who draws close to me by one span, I come closer to him by one cubit. And he who comes closer to me by a cubit, I come closer to him by a fathom. And if he comes to me walking, I come to him running. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking. I just want to repeat that again, just so that you really understand what we are saying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He who draws close to me by one span, I come closer to him by a cubit. And he who comes closer to me by a cubit, I come close to him by one fathom, even closer. And if he comes to me walking, I come running. What can be better than this? 